On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Christmas Bounty starring WWE's The Miz. Joining us for discussion will be Morgan Bricker of The Swoon List. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Feel protective. Protective. You obviously haven't seen my girl choke someone out. In the sleigh, way up high, delivering presents. Leopold, that girl is mine. You got it, boss. Nice slow, we're munching no bells, no way to go. Make it slow, make it poor. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 93. This is Christmas Eve. This is Brandon. And as always with me, his. Your one man's jersey is another man's treasure co-host, or Colin. I'm not wearing any sleeves. I'm ready to shoot wildly at anything that moves. Today we're here to discuss the 2013 ABC family movie, Christmas Bounty. Colin, tell us what Dengar is up to this holiday season. A former bounty hunter turns into an elementary school teacher. Determined to have a normal life and keep a bounty hunter past a secret, she reluctantly returns home for Christmas to help save the family business by catching the one bounty that got away. But when her fiancé shows up at home for the holiday, she struggles to hide her wild family business and a bounty hunter ex-boyfriend she thought she'd left behind. Christmas Bounty is directed by Gil Younger and stars Claudia Garzioso, Mike The Miz, Ms. Annan, Will Greenberg, April Tellick, Scott Tay, and Shalon Simmons. So welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. It's Christmas Eve for those of you who care or celebrate it or, you know, well, it is a day on the calendar called Christmas Eve. So and that's when our episode's landing. So uh, Merry Christmas Eve, Colin. Oh, Merry Christmas Eve to you. I wanted to do this on Boxing Day, but I will accept Christmas Eve. We only post unboxing videos on Boxing Day, okay? Right, okay. Uh, all right, all right. That's it. So, yeah, it's the holidays, and you know, it's a, holidays are a good time to gather around and spend with your family and loved ones. So, so Colin, how about, how about we do that? Okay. okay. I hope so, otherwise it's going to get real awkward if we don't. So, let's... Let's welcome to the show our guest from the swoon list, Morgan Bricker. Hello, I'm Morgan from the swoon list. Thank you for coming on. However, did we get you to come on? That's that's the tribe because to be completely honest, I uh, looked at Colin and I said, this is your next movie and I'm going to be the guest. <laughs> so I kind of forced my way onto the show. There you go. And yes, is you you are you are Cullen's spouse. And that's why I said the, the whole family thing. It wasn't just <laughs> Cullen and I doing our little will they won't they thing we always do every episode. <laughs> 
But yeah, welcome. Uh, welcome. Excited to have you on. Uh, we are no strangers to spouses on this show. If you remember previously, as everyone talks about our Dune episode that featured uh, recurring guest Jim Dietz's wife. And then, you know, at the top and bottom of the episode, you always hear uh, a voice that happens to be my wife. And now Colin's wife, Morgan, is here to share with us this beloved holiday movie that she she likes to watch but before we before we get uh down in jersey tell us about your (laughs) (laughs) i have substituted the word trash and dirty (laughs) very proud of myself tell us about the swoon list that you got going on Sure. Um, it's an Etsy store and it has home goods. So mugs and it has laptop sleeves, um, cell phone cases and just random crap you could fill your home with, but also give to your loved ones on this Christmas. It might be a little too late to buy, but next year. Hey, Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. It is. It is. And wait, wait, is that like, a, is it a swoonlist.com? Is it a swoonlist? Type it oh. in the Etsy? Is it? Well, since Etsy owns it, it's this obnoxiously long list. So it's Etsy.com slash shop slash the swoon list, or you can just search for the swoon list when you get into Etsy. Excellent. Type in uh, code, promo code cult cinema cavalcade <laughs> and save 0% on your next order. It's true. Small businesses are hard. Sorry, guys. No discount yet. Go, but go check it out. Just even just click and look or share it with someone who might like it. That's excellent. A very, very exciting endeavor. I, I check. I see your social media posts for it and stuff. And I'm like, go oh, Morgan. So this is a segment I like to call why this fucking movie. So why did you pick? <laughs> why? Why Christmas bounty? What what excites you about Christmas bounty without without spilling over? And too much, but uh, set the stage for us as to why we needed to see Christmas Bounty. Christmas Bounty is what I coined as a quick Christmas treat. It's very short, and it's something that I like to have on in the background because, honestly, you don't need to pay that much attention to it. So it's something that I have on when I work just something in the background or um, while you're wrapping something because you can just look up, see some quick action shots, and get back to what you're doing. Cullen uh, suggested it to me. He sent me. Uh, he sent me, in and I looked at the poster, and I saw. I was like, "Okay, um, I have questions." <laughs> <laughs> it's usually, it's usually a good thing. And I and I saw the picture of the uh, the James guy in the middle. I'm like, "How does this guy figure in with these uh, people?" Because there's all this like <laughs> and these action poses. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's all these action poses on the poster, and then there's just him, you know, looking, you know, at you know us, given the face of who? Like, how? How do you fit in the middle of all this bounty? It like, does pull you in. He looks like the grown-up, like you know, guy who would play like horse shack roles, and it's like people still, <laughs> it's like still casting him, trying to do something. And it's like, no, you got to You got to just let him go. Take the office max manager position. Like he. <laughs> Well, and I did wonder why they casted him because he is referred to as delicious in the movie. And I would never look at him and be like, yes, mm-hmm, that fits. <laughs> delicious. Yeah, like his bank account, probably. But well, is he Jersey delicious, though? Oh, yeah. That's a de- oh, they have a different. Okay. They have a, yeah, there's different standards. No, she also calls the Miz delicious. And so if, if both of them are, I think, on the same standard, I think she's a liar. Well, that was Lizzie Legs. It was something like that. Lizzie so her, 
Yeah, well, her qualifications for what is pleasant and not pleasant is just all what? over the place, especially when it comes to men. You know what? I would describe both pizza and ice cream as delicious. So hmm. maybe. She, okay. She probably thinks that James's money is delicious, is yeah. my guess. But James is more of a roasted, uh, roasted walnuts kind of delicious. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah. Sure. Kind of rough, and it's like, yeah, it's tasty. I don't don't need to look at it, but <laughs> yeah, it's not a very pleasant looking thing. Yes. Anyways, as we've introduced three of our characters here <laughs> with such high high regards, um, uh, Tori Bell is our lead. She is a teacher, and she's having okay. She's having a Christmas pageant that we never see. It looks like just like back to school night with Christmas ornaments. I, I, they have the name, the like line drop. What a pageant! And I'm like, what? What <laughs> are we going? And then I don't know. She's she's happy. WWE the- Films had the location for a night. Yeah, and that's why we're here. Why we, why we see nothing but the, like legitimately all we see at the beginning of the movie are just the hallways of the school. Well, I guess we do see a little. Some I guess we see outside of the school as well. But. And they're like. Don't get the name of the school in any of the shots, please. Well, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie so much. Like I said, you don't have to pay attention because we never find out what she teaches. We never find out what grade. We never find out if she has any, like, favorite. There there is absolutely no extra background information on this. We just know that she's a teacher and that's it. So it's it's very easy to follow along with. We do find out she's not that attached to her job. (laughs) That's true. We we meet her boyfriend James, who's like I, I'm gonna say suave business, but this guy could run like Dick's Sporting Goods, and I don't know. But he dresses as if he's at the office with I I don't know. But they're gonna she's happy to spend the holidays with him. Then a woman informs that she can't find a boy. I think it's her boy. She notices Tori notices out the window the kid getting in an SUV with a man, and she tells James that she left her scarf or jacket by the manger. Um, sure. colorful yes. language to just describe the pageant for me. And then when he goes away, she jumps out the window onto an SUV and stops the, like the father. She doesn't just stop the SUV. She runs along the top of a wall, chases down a car, and then pounces on it like a tiger. She's like a ninja turtle in the old cartoons, man. She's like <laughs> running off the rooftop onto the car. Yeah, and we don't know. I mean, we just see like a kid get in a car. We don't know if it's a kid she's looking for. We just see her look out a window and then start chasing this car. It's like, yeah. so I assume that's the kid she's looking for. Well, when I saw that, I was putting two. I was like, did someone plant a bomb in the school? <laughs> like, is that what she's like? Is that what she's trying to? And she's like, no, it's just this dad who like doesn't have visitation rights trying to take his kid. So she stopped an Amber Alert from happening, basically. And then she goes back for Jordan's James, and they head off to meet his parents. What, what I did love about her running is that they did show a close up of her shoes, so you could see that she was running that fast in heels, but they were also somewhat sensible. And like they do that throughout the movies, so you can see the changing of her heels to get her into full on Jersey mode. I did but not right pick now up she's on it. New York mode. I look at shoes, but they they were actually kind of hideous. So oh. she doesn't have good taste in shoes, no matter where she lives. Well, see, that's the mistake they made with Jurassic World. They should have showed her shoes more. Like, see, look, I mean, <laughs> she's running, but it's a reasonable run in these shoes. But she does run as fast as a car moves. So that's also something we should think about. <laughs> Along, like, on top of a wall, a narrow yes. wall. 
<laughs> she had her level eight spray tan on. That's what helped her. <laughs> oh my God. What's so yeah. great when she chases that guy down and tells him, hey, if I call the police, you're going to be in real trouble. But if you call the police, it'll go easy on you. So she takes his phone, makes him call, and then just walks away. Like, just hang up. <laughs> she <laughs> won't know. <laughs> like, I'm going to check in with, I'm going to check with the police later and make sure you called. No, she's, she's got other walls to run along. How about just take the kid back to his mom, say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just yes. apologize to her. Yeah. But then he could say that she caught him and then everybody would know her secret. So she has to keep them apart. Well, yeah, we'll his, get, his secret we'll more was that he was about to go bit. to jail for visitation <laughs> rights. So I don't think he's going to say shit. <laughs> So uh, at the fancy rich people party, James is warning of his parents' arrogance right as they come up to introduce themselves. And as uh, she's talking to him, her phone buzzes and she has to take it. Uh, his, his parents are concerned about her, but he tells them he wants to be with her. And her calls from someone that, um, that got out of jail. We find out his name's Minucci. Guess who? Sorry, drawing a blank. I'm her tornado. Spending six years on the inside kept your memory very fresh for me. I didn't know they allowed calls this late. <laughs> Read the morning papers, Bell. I'm out. And I'm coming for you. All of you. Fresh glass? I have to go. Go where? I have to leave. I get it. You're no, I, I have to leave New York right now. Uh, James' dad's going to give a toast, but she's leaving. So James tries to ensure everything's all right before she leaves, and she tells him she'll be back for New Year's and then promises him something probably dirty yeah. in his ear, and she taxis out to New Jersey. Yeah, when she whispers in his ears, like, oh, you can do that? What could she possibly be whispering to him that would blow his mind? For like, a Christmas movie for ABC Family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She whispers something like, I'm going to change into a tiger woman and we're going to have vigorous sex in a jungle. Like, okay, like that would be like something like, that's amazing. What? How is that possible? But if it's just like, I'm going to sex you real good, which is probably what she said. I'm going to stick it in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get a good look at her ears. Her ears could be enormous. I don't know. It's true. A little Crisco on it. I'll go right in. (laughs) Tori arrives at home and is grabbed in the dark by a guy. She flips him over. It's her dad. She's at her parents' house. Uh, they're a, uh, a very uh, <clears throat> Jersey pair. Uh, they, they let her know. They Google their boyfriends. They know about him. She tells them that a guy named Minucci that she took down as a teenager. He's out. <clears throat> they're, they're freaked out, and nobody threatens the bells. Nobody. Her mom tosses her, her bounty hunter badge. <laughs> Which is hanging on the wall, by the way. Again, there's no information here. Like, what? how did he break out? Did he escape? What did she get him for? What was his ultimate crime? Like, (laughs) so many things that I have questions about that are never answered. Do you think, do you think her dad, like, I think her dad looked like, he could be, like, slightly older boyfriend. You know, like, oh, she's dating an older guy. I no, was like, you look a little is, young to be her father. I thought that, I mean, there's actually no way that she could come from the two of them. <laughs> like, no. He had to no, have been no, no, no. It's completely insane to think that they're an actual family, blood related. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, because the daughter, uh, she looks Italian and the dad, I he might be Italian. I don't know. He's got dark hair and I get, <laughs> think that was close enough for the casting department. And the mom is 
this is maybe some of the worst casting for family ever. They're just like, like, all right, they just showed up when they gave the casting call. Like, all right, you're hired. I just don't want to audition anybody else. We know who the main character is. That's enough. Let's just well, get let's get this show on the road. Like, it'd be cool if it was like her dad and stepmom, and then like her stepsisters or friend Liz. I'm like, I'd buy that. I um I think they casted the mom because they were like, what woman has a big enough chest that we can tattoo a pair of handcuffs across her breast? <laughs> and that's how she got it. It didn't have to be a life size tattoo, but it could have been if they wanted to. <laughs> right. The mom's chest weighs as much as our main character. And that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Oh. Little Tori, yeah. They go to the mall, and they're looking for, like, Big Donna. They notice she's there with a SUV uh, that has a license plate, Jersey Girl. <laughs> oh. yes. uh, I literally said puke when I saw that on the screen. <laughs> Have they established who this woman is at all? No, I wasn't like, sure oh, they did. Big Donna's here. I'm like, oh, and it sounded like they were surprised Big Donna was there. But they seem to be, like, hunting her down. Well, they said before they left that, um, so the character that had not been introduced yet, her weird cousin, they said that he got a tip about the family being at the mall. So they went to the mall for somebody oh. in Minucci's family, but we didn't really know who it was. Uh, so, like, okay. cousin, yes. Bone, cousin Bones helped them out? Yes, yes. Okay. We haven't officially met yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, he'll be introduced later. And to my surprise, of who the fuck's that? Because <laughs> yeah. again, it makes no sense why he's in the family. <laughs> is he the brother? Oh, cousin Bones? Yeah. It's surprising yeah. how little is explained in this movie and how much of it really doesn't kind of matter either. <laughs> Inside the mall, Tori changes clothes into like a more Jersey look with her mom helping spray her hair. They're in the bathroom. Why did they wait until they got to the mall? <laughs> Gotta hurry. Change. Gotta hurry. Gotta hurry. Well, and then take well, a time out to change. After they change to do her hair, they meet up with Mikey Muscles. He's their tail, which he just hangs out. Like, he's not a tail. He just teams up. You figure it'd be some kind of introduction. There's this guy that is this, uh, he's in the WWE. This is a WWE Films movie. You figure there'd be an introduction. Instead, it's just, they just kind of, like, walk up to him. Like, here he is. Like, Okay, like there's a bigger introduction of uh, our main character's jersey clothing than one of our main characters. <laughs> right. He's uh he's Tori's ex-boyfriend and he's there to help track and find Big Donna. They say he's there to do that, but I'm like, he works with them. He's like in the business. So like he's not just there to do that. He's you know, I clocked in, I'm here. You know, <laughs> clocked like in. they act like he's just like got oh, we had to use him for this. Like, no. They have code names. There's Tornado, yes. Banshee One, and Blackhawk. So then who is Banshee 2? I was kind of always waiting for one. Did I miss Banshee 2? Well, it's funny. Like, Blackhawk's the dad, right? Yes. The ban and Banshee 1's Mike? Or is it Mom? That's the Mom. Oh. Wait, then what's Mike's name? It's Mikey Muscles, I guess. Oh, Muscles. Okay. Mus okay. I don't know if he had a code name, although yeah. Muscles would have been just a fine code name. After what I assume was a commercial break, Tori has <laughs> spotted Big Donna and her bodyguards as she's checking out shoes. As Donna goes to the salon, Tori deems it time to take out the bodyguards. Tori sasses on them into the salon <laughs> to ask about her nails as Donna gets taken through the back. Tori's mom lures a guard away 
And the other two sort of just like wander off. Is like, oh, she'll be in there a while. Tori's dad then chloroforms one of them at the mall. Her mom gets the guy that she lured in the elevator and knocks him out. Uh, and she well, writes on lips. Knocked- she writes on lipstick uh, out of order as she leaves. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, like, what is it like? Would this guy? It's a glass elevator that it, the view is the mall. What did that guy think was going to happen inside there? Like, well, gonna, I'm all about PDA and. Well, he clearly had problems because he was checking out the mannequins wearing lingerie. <laughs> like, right. You know, he like stared at every single one on the way down, and I'm like, what? What kind of a weird pervert gets turned on by a mannequin? Not even a woman. Well, uh, I mean, look at him. I mean, he had to take any chance he could. I mean, yes, well, okay. I saw him. To, to be fair, Morgan, there were two whole movies made about someone in love with a mannequin. <laughs> That's a good point. You're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't make fun of his issues. <laughs> that mannequin looks like Kim Cattrall. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> stick my dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> Real good. <laughs> you know, originally, a uh, mannequin was going to be in Arkansas. But they thought it was, the, you know, Manhattan. It would, it would inspire too many people. <laughs> well, if he can do I can do it, too. That <laughs> so, one looks like Cursed to Swanson. <laughs> I'm going to put my dick in it, too. <laughs> and take it on the move. <laughs> That's why it was called On the Move. She had to get away from the all those, I don't know, Arkansas people that came to see I don't know um, but so the mom knocks that guy out in the elevator like you said but she doesn't like punch him it looks like she just pushes him into the wall and that's enough to yeah, knock him out take that yeah she basically just pushed him unconscious I mean it's a hard push I know but it's not like it was like I think there's like, well, let's see. If you push someone down a flight of stairs, that could knock them out, right? So if we push someone in an elevator, As that's like the down. same thing, right? Yeah, it is. Well, the the last guard, he's like viciously, viciously attacked by Mike, and they get in like this big fight that no one at the mall except for a couple people seem to notice, and then he throws him off the second floor. And the mom covers him up with fake presents, and nobody noticed this. <laughs> no one noticed like the dad just chloroformed a dude. Why not that? He had extra. He had extra. Like, I was like, wait, why are we doing this? I saw the before. It was really easy. You hide behind one of the mall plants. He walks by. You come up behind him with the chloroform and he's out. What? Also, maybe don't do it within plain sight of Santa's village. <laughs> you know, there's gotta be a line of people waiting to see Santa. How, how does no one see this happen? Oh, Santa checks out. Tori goes to get her, and then a girl named Liz recognizes her in excitement and just blows this whole thing. Donna bolts for it through the mall, but then they all confront her. Tori, mom, Mike, dad. The Donna shouts at them that she knows her rights and whatnot. As Tori slips a gigantic ass tracking device <laughs> in her purse, <laughs> like. <laughs> She had to have felt the weight when that thing felt yeah. a brick. It was like, I know. With like a strobe light on it. Like, jeez. It was as big as a pack of like playing cards. It was enormous. It's probably, it had to be bigger than that. And like you said, it's a blinking light. How is she not going to notice that? And it's not purse? like a little, it's like a little, like little light. It is like the whole side of it is flashing. It's like a 
Christmas light bulb that's plugged into the side of this thing in her purse yes. flashing. Hope you didn't want to look for her phone or lipstick or any number of other objects in her purse. It doesn't notice the giant blue light blinking inside. So, <gasps> so it's no wonder this bounty hunter business is failing. <laughs> this is the best that they have. Right, Tori runs into Liz again. Who? Mikey Muscles, how's it hanging? Lizzie, the legs. Shave, moisturize, and ready for action. I am so sorry. I didn't call. I, I meant to. It's just that I you got all caught up in your new guy. Been yeah. there, done that. <laughs> but you can't forget your girlfriends. I know. So, how does it all work, Tori? I mean, a big banker and a bounty hunter? Yeah, how does that work? It works fine. I'm not a bounty hunter anymore. This is just kind of a one-off. Oh, okay, well, I hope this whole visit isn't just a one-off. And then Mike gives her a bit about people on that side of the bridge that still care about her and she shouldn't forget them. So, <sighs> again... We didn't find out really why she left or what happened at the end. Or it's it's again, she just moved, and we're all supposed to just be okay with it. She yeah. didn't tell anybody she was moving either. She's like, I'm just going. Also, and her parents didn't tell anybody that she moved either. It's like, no. all right, like why did why did Tori move? Yeah, I don't know. All right, <laughs> she doesn't even know apparently. Well, I'm gonna be real pissed when she comes back. Well, these are Jersey. They're not hillbillies. Sorry. I will say that Lizzie the Legs, when she was referred to as the Legs, her comment was, they're shaved, moisturized, and ready for business. That is a classy way to introduce yourself. <laughs> That's right. I'm ready for anything below the waist, is what she's saying. <laughs> yes. That's how you introduce yourself. <laughs> God. All I have to say is uh, I've, I've been a, a fan of Lizzie Legs since uh, her um, tanning bed scene in Final Destination 3. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Donna arrives at a warehouse, a place where they could film and nobody would bother them, basically. She hands Minucci, uh, that's who I'm guessing he is at this point, they haven't named him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happens with some of the characters in this movie where we see the character and then we find out who they are about 10 minutes later? Like, oh, that's Minucci. So the, she gives him the tracker. So she's no dumb dumb. She gave him the tracker, said, uh, work like a charm. So uh, flak jackets on, Tori and family and, and Mike, a personal warehouse. They do think there's a potential trap inside. And then uh, Minucci's uh, getting ready to eat a lobster. With like a bit as one of his guards <laughs> lets him know that everybody's there. Like it's not just a lobster; it's a lobster next to this plate of spaghetti because the two of them go together so well. <laughs> well. You know, this time you go to a seafood restaurant and you have an enormous plate of spaghetti sitting next to it. Manucci says that girl is mine, and Mike and Tori approaches table, guns drawn. Then Tori's boyfriend James wanders in with a big fuzzy bear. And then guns start <laughs> blasting, and she dives to save James as the, the teddy bear's head gets blown away, and Minucci escapes. The last time we saw him was literally the beginning of the movie, <laughs> and now he just stumbles in. We don't, like, cut back to him in New York thinking about her. There's, like, there's none of that. It's just him showing up, like, hey, I found you. Here I am. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because they have that app together. The semi-psychotic, like, tracking app. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, so that way you always know where one person's phone is and like that is like one of the better pieces of writing in the movie it's the only thing that's explained now we know how he got there it's because of the app because <laughs> otherwise you just like you just think like well how did he get there because this was a tv movie and you know i don't know how far we're into this movie i'm sure we're at least an hour into it so this guy's been missing for <laughs> well i mean if you were watching it on tv you'd be an hour into it oh, so he's been okay. gone for 
50 minutes. I thought like it was part of Minucci's diabolical scheme. That he's like, no, her, uh, no, her boyfriend just couldn't keep his nose out of her business. Well, no, no, that, I, I know that, but I thought that, that when he showed up, I was like, oh, like uh, Minucci's, it's part of Minucci's plan, but no, he's not <laughs> that smart. I uh, just loved during the fight scene when Tori yelled to Miz, 12 o'clock, and he just stuck his arm straight up and just fired without looking and shot somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It was so ridiculous. I was like, did you just kill someone without even looking? (laughs) Apparently this guy like hung his head over a ledge in the warehouse or something, and that was just enough space for the bullet to clock him in the head. Other thing, a little crazy for ABC Family. I was <laughs> like, did they just kill him? <laughs> there is a lot of gunfire in this movie with people just casually standing around as it's happening. Right, yeah. I, I mean, they're just shooting randomly. There's like no aim to anything. Oh, no. They're all movie. terrible shots. There's just sparks flying everywhere. <laughs> And someone yelling about how confused they are about the situation. Right. Okay. Now, uh, this is the, I, I it's going to sound crazy. This is the most confusing scene in the entire movie to me. Okay. Let in me a movie paint. Movie where nothing is explained. This is the most confusing thing. Let me, let me paint this whole picture and I'll tell you, I just, my head couldn't, I, I was having trouble thinking during this <laughs> simple scene, but there's one detail. I'm just like, wait. So James is unconscious. They drag him home. When we cut the scene over, Liz is there. She's apparently also a nurse mm-hmm. who has checked out James to make sure he's okay. They have a talk about what's so great about Manhattan, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I can just be Tory there, not Tornado, blah. During the scene, Liz says the line. Thanks for the house call, Liz. Nice having a nurse in your contacts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. In the scene, they're transporting him out of the SUV into the house. Like, did they? Did she make the house call, or did they just stop in the driveway and be like, "We don't want to move him. He's in the car. Check him out." Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Wait, did she? Why are they dragging him into the house?" She just said she made a house call. Like, <laughs> yeah, did they? Did they go to someone else's? House? Did they go to Mike's house and then she checked him out and then they drove? Like, did he live closer to Liz? Like. Like why? Uh, I I'm sorry, my my brain was just I couldn't handle it. I couldn't because they were having a conversation, and I'm trying to think. They're like having this simple con- what what's going on in my head? Well, I can be normal Tori, and I'm sitting there going, why are they dragging him to the house? She just said a house call. When did she check on? Like yeah, did- and then like she she checks on him apparently, and then she just walks away. Like well, wait, are you going to? Your- did you walk there? How did you? But What's going did you on? Get dressed you... up in your nurse outfit just to do this? Like, did, did you notice her shoes though? She was wearing <laughs> these black stiletto like booties with her nurse uniform. <laughs> it made absolutely no sense. <laughs> like, there's no way that she could be a nurse in that <laughs> unless well, she's a well, stripper nurse. My left she side might... of my brain is now my right. Thank you, Christmas <laughs> Bounty. Well, uh, well, you know they are in Jersey, so. There are no rules when it comes to tact, when it comes to Jersey. Or practicality. Maybe these were non-skid stilettos. I don't know. I just don't think they're they're normal nurse wear shoes. Well, you know, the thing you really want to show off when you're wearing scrubs are your legs. That's why you're going to wear heels. She is the legs. Okay. Liz says to Tori before she leaves, you should give me a ride sometimes. Like, I bet you say that all the time, Liz. There's no way you don't say that to everyone you meet. Ah! <laughs> so, 
we have James unconscious inside, lying on the couch, knocked out. Tori freaks out about cleaning up the house and mentions uh, he doesn't know about the family business. So as James comes to, she tells him that uh, them all to act fancy. And uh, that is actually generally funny when uh, the father's like, cracker. <laughs> like when he offered, he was, he's like, try to be fit. And then she's like, cheese. And they squirt the cheese out. And then he acts like he's never seen spray cheese before. Yeah. Cracker? Cheese. Foot rub? Um. Yeah, like, I know you're, you know, well off, uh, but you did live in America. You know what spray cheese is. Yes. Go for the McCann. <laughs> Fuck you, James. You fucking. <laughs> He's relieved to see Tori, and then, oh, oh, there's Cousin Bones just in the room. Yes. Like we, Like we know him. Cousin Bones, who... If he isn't a pedophile yet, he's going to be a pedophile, right? I mean, there's no way. That guy looked creepy. He goes out on Tinder dates and the women don't come back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I saw other pictures of him online just to see what else he did. He looks fine. This I don't know, like the haircut they gave him or, or something. There's body posture. There's just something <laughs> about Is he wearing him. like an Avenger shirt too? Yes. I think it's just because he looks so out of place compared to everybody else. It's like he's wearing a hoodie and an Avenger shirt, and then you know that that oh yeah, the he's leather the jacket that apparently fits you know the dad perfectly because he wasn't he had to wear sleeves. <laughs> That's another thing I want to bring up, folks. This guy, the dad in this movie, does not wear sleeves. I'm going to say through the entire movie. It's December in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Put on a fucking jacket, dude. You want to be able to get that money that you get from this bounty, right? You don't want to spend it all on treating yourself from hypothermia. Put on a fucking jacket. Oh, this thing was filmed in Canada, too. Put on a fucking jacket! <laughs> but then he can't show off his sweet handcuff tattoo, which apparently every member of the family has to get at some point. <laughs> right. Well, it makes me wonder where Tori's is, because I'm not in sight. I don't know, but that's probably the weird sexual thing that she whispered in James's ear. <laughs> You can run your wiener through my <laughs> tattoos. You can do that? Yes. Mm. That is surprising. To be fair, <laughs> I'd be amazed by that too. Like, I don't know if I want to do that, but I'm interested to see what happens. <laughs> she introduces them all to James. He sits on the couch and actually gently sits on a stun gun. James then gives a big speech to Tori's dad to prove his worthiness and leans it into a proposal as Mike walks in. Later, they celebrate with some drinks and suggest a dinner at Bocino's. But Tori says they have work to do. As Tori and her mom go to get ready, James asks Mike if he likes the ring. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. That ring, you could like put that in a sock and beat someone to death with it. It is yeah. a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. ring that she has on her finger. Tori and her mom have a heart to heart about her leaving for Manhattan for good and to be with James and her supporting her at the club. Is the club Bacinos or do they eat at Bacinos and then go to the club? Because the mom well, and dad aren't at the club. That's what's very confusing because they're like, we have to celebrate. And, they, and then she was like, I don't want to go there because it's a dive bar. I feel like maybe on the other side of the bar, that's where they serve the food and that's where the parents are. Okay. They just cut that (laughs) to keep it nice and short. Because where they are is not a dive bar. It's a club. It's not like a dive bar is 
full of people, you know, in their middle age and just sitting around like, I don't want to fucking do anything. I just want to drink and wait to die. That's a dive bar. This are, these are these people, young people in tight clothes dancing. That's a fucking club. They didn't serve anything in plastic, like cups. There weren't any red solo cups. Right. So, yes. I feel like it can't be a dive bar if they have actual glass. Tori runs into Liz there, who apparently is stalking them. They can't get away from her. Like, <laughs> she introduces Liz to James. I- I'll tell you why she's hanging out, because Tori landed herself a well-off fiancé that apparently, as soon as they're engaged, Liz knows about. She's introduced to James, and... She already knew about the engagement. Like, how do you, how do the characters have this information that we don't get access to? Like, this is immediate. Facebook. Ah, well, then she should have said, hey, I saw the engagement on Facebook. Congratulations. (laughs) A line of dialogue. That's all it takes, writers of Christmas Bounty. (laughs) Hey, when they're in the club, it comes more like Christmas booty. So uh, Mike shows up, of course. Uh, Liz drags Mike away. She drops that he dated him, or should that? I, I want you to think about him. how many times you have said Mike shows up. That's how. That's Mike how we end every scene. <laughs> I like to think that there's some side movie going on where it's about Mike and Liz trying to destroy <laughs> things between James and Tori. Like they let Minucci out because it yes. was going to bring her back. Well, that would have that would have given some kind of information as to what's happening in the movie, and they don't have time for that. They have a lean hour and twelve minutes to tell their story. <laughs> they don't have time. James then is curious about her family's business. Uh, she bubbles around, gets him to drop the topic. It's Tori and Liz dance. Mike and James talk, and we find out they've only been together ten months. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- Tori worries about the boys hanging out, and Liz wanders over to stop it and pull Mike away. And she notices someone right away leaving Mike and her alone. James takes a shot at the bar. Mike and Tori talk about their breakup. James shows up uh, to jump in and dance with Tori. And later on, uh, Liz and Tori are hanging out, and James is um, <clears throat> fitting in at the bar. <laughs> Come on, dude, you've, you've heard of alcohol before. <laughs> like, you're, you're not that old and you haven't heard of, you know, beer and a shot together. Like, what a crazy combination. Chocolate and peanut butter at the same time. What? It, they try, They give him the treatment of like the, the black cop, white cop movie where the white cops, I don't know, what is this called? It's called rap. And then like at the end of the movie, he's like, <laughs> yes. we, he's like, book him, John. I got it, dog. You know, like, <laughs> well, and I, this is stupid. No, it's, it's a little ridiculous because, you know, he's at a bar and acting like he's never heard of a shot or whatnot. If he's from a stuffy, you know, upper white class family, I'm sure they're drinking nonstop. And I'm sure he knows all the different types of booze. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, he what lives and works in Manhattan. You're telling me. That no one, you know, what, what, what's his, what is his job? He's a, they were drinking at the parents' party, damn it. I just remember that. <laughs> yes, they were drinking lots of alcohol. <sighs> not, maybe not beer. Ooh, is it just the word chaser? Do they call it something else in the a upper class? Beer chaser. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Matthew Barry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I'll have a whiskey and a beer chase. <laughs> Liz mentions Mike has been hung up on Tori for years and hasn't had a girlfriend since she left. As Mike leaves, Tori confronts him about things. I know you think I didn't care about you. Don't tell me what I think. And I know you don't understand don't why I have... Don't tell me what I don't understand. Okay, Mike, let's, let's not make this any more difficult than it already is. Difficult? But you are the guy you left behind, Tori. What you don't understand is, I love you. Love. Past tense, right? Past, present, future. Mike tries to kiss her, but she backs off. And he leaves, and James returns to take her back to the dance floor. Again, we have no idea why they broke up, whose fault it was, who ended it, how they ended it. We just know that it happened. <laughs> the end. This is what happened. She left. That's what the movie tells me. That's it. That's all they give me. Yeah. I'm going to guess that she broke it off. I mean, just yeah. her leaving is her breaking it off, but... Like you said, why did she do it? I mean, she doesn't seem ashamed of her parents, but the, I think this, re- this is really the greater issue with uh, this movie is why does she have to keep secret that her family are bounty hunters and that she was a bounty hunter? Who would, why? James is going to think, well, I wanted to marry her when she was a school teacher, but now that I know she used to be a bounty hunter, oh boy, ay, ay, ay. No, why, why would he care? Yeah. Like, I, even like after he finally finds out that she was a bounty hunter, it's not like he's surprised and like his monocle falls out. You know, <laughs> he's fine with it. By Jove. Their relationship is built on lies. Right. She will not tell him who she really is. So the next day, Tori looks at the bounty hunter Christmas scrapbook. She talks with Cousin Bones and asks if he thinks she can be normal. He says she can be what they want to be. And you know Cousin Bones, if Tori asked, he'd hit it. Even though they're related, you know he would, right? When they were having this conversation, I thought he was going to lean in and try to kiss her. They were really close. Mom and dad show up with a potential location on Minucci, which is the uh, at the Christmas tree lot. They leave Bones with James to check it out. And what a team that is. James wonders why they aren't going. And Bones mentions he's kind of the, uh, the desk guy. James gets worried when he mentions Mike is with them. So he convinces Bones to go with them. So uh, it's suddenly nighttime. This is one of those times where I thought it was early morning when she was doing this with Cousin Bones, and then it's nighttime at the Christmas tree lot. I had to back this up just to make sure what happened, because the mom says, like, all right, we're going to the Christmas tree lot. It's daytime. She leaves. James immediately comes into the room, and then they go to the Christmas tree lot. It's like, no, it's what? what no, it's night at the Christmas tree lot, but it's the middle of the day when they're at the house. How far away is this Christmas tree lot? Exactly. <laughs> And Morgan, you know, when we were watching, I pointed that out to her and she said, like, well, they said they're going to stake it out all day. Like, OK, yeah, I understand that. But they left right after the rest of the family did. And it looks like, I don't know, the, the, the time does that. There's no way it matches up. Right. Right. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I laughed. I was like, oh, I was like, wait, it, it, are we just hitting the, the lot in a weird angle? Or they, No, it's night. It's night. It's nighttime. The family stakes it out. James shows up with bones. James wants to pick up a tree. As the family comes up with some like weird explanation of telling him how to get the tree so they can all remain hidden and staking out. Daddy? Where do we start? Well, Gail's going to wait by the car to make sure that it keeps running. Yeah. And, and Tori and Mike, uh, why don't you... Uh, Check around that trailer 
See if you find anyone. Bones and James, take the far, far, far east end of the lot. Far. <laughs> Great trees there. Wow, sir, you take your tree shopping seriously. I do. After Mike and Tori split up, she's caught at gunpoint by Minucci. Tori kicks it out of his hand. They wrestle around. Mike takes out Minucci's other guys. They all wind up in a fight, but Minucci ends up getting away. James witnesses this whole thing, and Tori tells him she's a bounty hunter as one of Minucci's men grab him and take him away. Tori jumps in the car with Mike. They give chase, and they end up losing him. And, and that just... Are they trying, you know, to grab James here? There are bullets flying wildly everywhere. And James is just standing in the middle yeah. of it. And it's not like it's not like he's like, oh no, bullets, I'm gonna get hit, or like worried or anything like that. He's just standing. He he is like the jar jar of this scene. He's like just looking around, like, what's going on, everybody? And just completely oblivious to everything that's happening around him. Like, stay down, asshole. <laughs> Yeah, and he, like, there's a gunshot, and he says, what's that? <laughs> all, right, all right, how, it's not like it's, like, a mile away. It is feet away from him. How does he not comprehend, hey, uh, that is a gunshot? Or something loud, like an explosion. Like, I, I might want to duck and cover. Like, that. <laughs> yeah. My life's in danger at this Christmas lights. At the house, the family tries to figure out how to find Minucci, and Liz shows up with donuts. So, <laughs> you know, cousin Bones is gonna stick his dick in the hole down a hole, right? <laughs> no way, and he's and he's gonna pretend it's Lizzie legs. It's like definitely. Right. It's okay. So Tori has a vision of all the stuff Big Donna was buying and doing at the mall, and realizes she's having a Jersey wedding the next day, and that's where Minucci will be. I love that they figure this out based on spray tan science. Yes. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it was it's my favorite part of the movie <laughs> it's like it's, it starts to run after 72 hours so the wedding is tomorrow yes. it's, it's the point of the movie where it almost looks at you and goes yeah we know this is dumb as fuck but you're watching <laughs> well what I love about this movie is that all the characters know that Jersey is gross and they do <laughs> nothing to you know work around it's like yeah it's 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 leopard print pants but it's jersey well what are you gonna do huh as they muster up a plan tori gets texted a picture of james and in, in like the the nicest captivity i've ever seen like he doesn't look like he's in harm's way <laughs> it looks like he almost sent that himself from his parents house i love how it, it's kind of like a yeah this is happening like he doesn't have a really terrified look on his face or anything it was kind of like a please come get this guy please <laughs> <laughs> like they're calling their name over the intercom system to come pick him up. Yeah, like yeah, we don't we don't want him anymore. James is ready to come home. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a sleepover. He's just ready to leave. I was ready for this. I'm going home. So at the wedding, at the wedding, Minucci and Donna have a heart to heart. They're brother and sister, and this is the point where I realized that in the movie, I'm sure it was established earlier, but I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but uh, they're you know, having a hard heart about uh, her having a wedding and without being seen in public because the film couldn't afford to have something like that. And they just go right back <laughs> to those docks. So <laughs> the wedding place has uh, hangers for pistols and yes. stereotypical Italian music playing. Like I, I know that it's supposed to be a joke. They're like, ha guns uh, are being hung up like it's like a coat check. 
I don't know. It, at the same time, it's like, that seems wildly dangerous. <laughs> Just well, them like, hanging them by the trigger. Like, that's where they're hanging them by. It's not like a, it's not like a holstered thing there. They're, they're putting them like, they're hanging them by where the trigger is. Right. And what, what was great is that they were hanging them on meat hooks. Right. It's like somebody <laughs> left their butcher shop and was like, oh, yeah, the wedding's tomorrow. Let me grab all these meat hooks. Yeah, the meat hooks for the pistols when they get here. The guys, they... <laughs> Did they not have access to a safe? <laughs> Mike and Tori approach from outside the warehouse. As the family stakes out the wedding, they notice a, a load of wanted people and start notating their worth in capture money. Hold up. Hold up. Check out the crowd. What is it? Oh, 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 and a Merry Christmas to the Bell family. All of these guys have outstanding bounties on them. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Bobby Waves, $20,000. Sticks, Chris Merrick, 30000 Oh, if we play our cards right, this is going to be a very bountiful Christmas for the Bells. And then the wedding begins, and Tori and Mike find where they track James, and the room is empty. They're confronted by a bodyguard, and a wedding shoot 'em up begins. Donna's pissed. Minucci joins the blasting. It's a big battles with destruction, punches, kicks, body slams, and more. In the back room areas, it's a one-on-one shootout between Tori and Minucci, and she runs out of bullets and winds up acrobatically getting away, <laughs> hiding to meet Minucci as he gets to the top of some stairs, and she gets into hand-to-hand combat with him. She appears beaten, and just as Minucci's about to pull the trigger, she hits a remote that sends a giant hook swinging and knocks him down off of this, like, top of this, you know, where they have those little office trailers and things. That's where he gets knocked off of. Tori holds him at gunpoint, and then a bodyguard brings out James. I thought how terribly convenient that Minucci happened to be knocked out right where James was being held. It's, like, it's literally right in front of the door. She has to let him go. Minucci says he'll let him go if she comes with him. She agrees, and he, they leave outside. She tells James to duck as Mike jumps from the roof to surprise attack. Minucci runs to a car and gets away, and then Tori takes the just-married car. Like, she goes out <laughs> of her way to go back and find this car, and, and her parents open this door to the warehouse and drives through them, slams into Minucci's car, pulls him out, and cuffs him. What a What a wedding. <laughs> um, more punches like, landed than bullets. Yes. Yeah. Again, they're all terrible shots. I think the only thing that actually got hit was the man that the Miz killed at the beginning, and, and then the, the teddy bear, the wedding, oh, cake. and the cake. Yes. The police arrive and they clean up and arrest the area. Tori and Mike chat about how good she is. He professes his love again and suggests James. He says he learned his lesson. He's moving on. They embrace. Then she goes to James and. She apologizes for not being honest. He tells her, But it was kind of a rush. I just wish you'd given me a chance to love the real you. Because the woman I met in New York and the woman I met here, they're both pretty amazing. So now that all three of us have met, can we try again? She tears up and realizes she is who she is and can't. James says he's going to miss you, Jersey girl. Like, Oh, okay. I'll find some other woman. Like, he's not even like... You were engaged! You were engaged! You ran out here to Jersey! You were shot at! Multiple times! Well, and I love how he, like, already knew it was over. He's like, I'd like to try again. When did you two break up? 
yeah. <laughs> when they kidnapped yeah. you uh, or did we miss that? At no point did either of them say like, I don't know if this relationship's going to work at and, all. And you know what? His little speech to her about, you know, and she's apologizing for not being honest. I thought it was pretty good. I was like, all right, that's fine. That's a good one. Like, I think both of you are awesome. You know, like the, the yeah. two I've met. I was like, that was, that was, that was a bad. Nice job, James. Yeah. But no. Like, she, like in a movie. Like in a movie like this, you would think uh, it's always, oh, there's this, you know, pretty girl, but she's with this person that isn't that great. Like he seems fine. <laughs> yep. There's nothing wrong with this guy at all. He's patient. He tries to, to fit in with her oh. family at every turn. But, he yeah. never looks down on anyone. Ever. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he never says anything bad about all the Jersey shit. When you think he would, like, there's got there would be some sort of like other than he's. I yeah, mean, he's, uh, he's not the it, Miz, but like this, in, this is a complete 110% ripoff of Sweet Home Alabama. Well, this oh, is oh oh the oh, see I was yeah. getting I was getting reality bites where she picks Ethan Hawke over the perfectly fine Ben Stiller. Where it's like, well, reality bites back in the 90s. You watch it, you're like, yeah, she went for the cool guy, and you watch it when you're older, you're like, oh, she made a horrible mistake. That guy was like trying to help her career. He was really nice. He was he was like had a career. He was like you know she wanted to be like a videographer. He was trying to help get her work and stuff like that. He wasn't a dick. He was just Ethan Hawke was the dick, but we thought he was cool because he was lazy and liked music and whatever. And it was like you watch it now, you're like, oh my god, she made a bad big mistake. Yeah. And this is up. Yeah, this is. She it, makes, it's, it's not it's, it's not just a guy mistake. She makes like a herself mistake. <laughs> like yes. Not saying she's too good to be Jersey, but she was like on to things she wanted to be. But then, we don't know that she wanted to do them. Because again, we don't know really why she left. Yeah, like, <laughs> we just all of a sudden she just started doing something different. We don't know why. We had no we had no absolutely no indication that she was unhappy teaching. Yes. Right. And she I mean, seemed to like Manhattan. Yes. She yeah. never said, oh, I like Jersey or felt soft for Jersey until this scene. Right. She she never talked about teaching and, and she never said anything like, I like my job, but oh, there's just a part of me that misses that thrill. It would be so easy to do that. It's never done. She seems to like her jobs as well as she likes James and the Miz. Like, I like them just as well as the other one. I could take or leave either one. Just whatever one seems to be more convenient to me at the time is the one I will be with. Bizarre. So yeah, she she runs and jumps on a police car and then a top Mike's car and he gets out and she just straddles him in the air and <laughs> they smooch and he goes, welcome back to Jersey. When his response should be, the hell was that for? Yeah, like, I, <laughs> Are I you engaged? Go to James. I'm going to go hit it with Lizzie Legs. God, finally <laughs> I was free to do that. Like she, she made out with him seven seconds after ending in the, the sight of James. In the <laughs> yeah. eyesight of James, like if he would have been like looked over, and been like, oh, <laughs> he hadn't this... left. I would have got know... the car, been like, drive, Mike, drive, just, just go a little bit. I am gonna just go full hooch on you and go around the corner. So it turns out Minucci wasn't the bad guy of the movie. It was actually Tori. Yes. <laughs> I hope she gives him that ring back. Yeah. Yo, uh, yo, uh, yo yeah, Mike. Uh, yeah, James. You, you, she already got the ring on her finger. You mind if I just if I just use that as mine? Or... Well, you're a pretty good guy. Uh, you introduced me to uh, shots with beer. So, uh, sure. 
At, at the parents' house, there's a celebration about her coming back home. Dad says he and mom can now go on their honeymoon finally and shows these choppers he bought. And and she's like, Daddy, you're so romantic. Like, she is just straight Jersey now. Like, even when she had to go back and be undercover Jersey, she wasn't, she's just like flipped Jersey. Yeah, she, she just needs that hair bump. And then she, that's it. That's all of it. She has the clothes. We've seen them. And what was holding them back from the honeymoon? The, Minucci was in jail. It's not like he was holding them up. He had just got out. Their daughter was out of the house. So it's not like they had to pay for her. I seriously think they just, to make it short enough for ABC Family, just took 10 minutes off the beginning of this movie. <laughs> there <laughs> there, there <laughs> should have been so many more introductions or just exposition something. Instead, yeah. we just get like shots of New York City yeah. over well, credits. And then Stalker Liz shows up with cookies that are hot, sweet, and straight from the oven. And uh, Liz says, what's this I hear about you staying in Jersey? And she says, there's no place I'd rather be so convincingly. And uh, yeah, and uh, when uh, Bones comes out to get those cookies, I've never seen anyone more excited to get fucking cookies in their life. Just like earlier in the movie with the donuts, he's going to fuck those cookies. He was he's, way too enthusiastic. It's about the them. closest he can get to tasting Liz. OK, like. <laughs> oh, God. And it was a fucking basket, like welcome wagon basket of fucking cookies. There's no way he didn't just destroy every one of them in the bathroom. There's no way that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After she says that, that we peer through the window. The family's celebrating that night and pan out as some soft rock song plays. But it's not going to play forever because the credits roll with some club music. Yes. And Tori, well, Mike, and James are dancing at the club. It, it, and it's just so abrupt. It's like, oh, this nice, warm family, you know, shot. You know, we zoom out. And then it's just... I, I, <laughs> Do you remember what the song was, Morgan? It was something like, I pumped my fist, or what was it? Yes, yes. It was like, um, fist pump, 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 pump. And it's just like a minute and a half of this, like, that's really also aggressive. What, that's also what Cousin Bones is going to do with those cookies. He <laughs> 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 was the DJ. <laughs> but it really does go from this heart, this thing that's supposed to be a heartwarming, to just like, slam dance, uh, uh, uh. Go, go, go. And, well, shit, and then, like, like the Miz like popping his shirt off, like, okay, we get it. Yes, yes, we're all very impressed. And then and then it, after that it takes another left turn. It ends with James sitting in the back of some like van. He goes, chomp, chomp. That's a wrap for Christmas bounty. <laughs> As if to tell the audience it's over. <laughs> Probably where they, they probably that means they wrapped the movie on taking that really nice picture of him to send as ransom. <laughs> that was like the last shot of the movie. Well, they probably forgot to do it, so they just said, oh, "Can you just like sit somewhere and take a picture of yourself? Send it to someone, and then we'll use it in part of the movie." Like, all right, <laughs> yeah, we know you're not acting right now. <laughs> well, he is one of the stars of Wrecked on uh, TBS. Oh, now I don't know. When that started, or <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what the crossover is between this the movie and that, but I don't know. He makes money. He's all right. And every every uh, December, he gets that little fifty cent check for when Christmas <laughs> bounty <laughs> airs. Bounty, <laughs> yeah. Because when I have you next to me, it's Christmas. Every day is Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. Merry Christmas. Bum, 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 bum. Shout out to 
Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are a cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and Christmassy. Culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means Manhattan's a good place. Don't go to Jersey. Stay. Teach. Be kind. Converted, which means, well, you can go there for the, you can go there for the mission, but then you're back. You're back there. You're back. Or drink the Kool-Aid, which spray tan yourself. Get your nails did, get waxed on your face. You're all Jersey. So, Morgan, how do you rate Christmas Bounty? I'm definitely drinking the Kool-Aid. It's 72 minutes of fighting fury that you don't have to think about. And now I want to get some nails done that are pink glitter with, like, they they turned them into claws at the end with more white glitter. And I want to get full-on Jersey after watching this movie. Colin. Uh, I don't know whether you noticed this, folks, but this movie has so little to do with Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Like, like the beginning of the movie, there's some Christmas stuff. I mean, there's like the fight that takes place in the Christmas lot. And then like there's the Christmas decorations around the house. And that's really about the only um, references to Christmas that are in this whole movie. This movie was probably written... And then they decided, like, no one's going to want to watch this. So let's put it at Christmas. So that way people will watch it every year. It, it's very, it's very, it's, I don't want to say it's a trashy movie, but it's difficult not to call it that when everyone in the movie is dressed like trash from Jersey. That could have been another name for the movie, Christmas Trash in Jersey. It's not a difficult movie. It's really easy to follow. Like, you don't even have to pay attention to it. And you immediately know what's going on through the course of the movie. Uh, well, I, I, I don't feel the same enthusiasm my wife does because uh, she's the one that suggested we do this so she would have an excuse to buy it. So... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was perfectly happy not owning it, but watching it again in the future. So I am converted on Christmas Bounty. Brandon, how do you write Christmas Bounty? Well, I was, I was saying, my man, James, like, what, what'd you do this holiday season? I got engaged and then, like, dumped in 24 hours. Uh, it's really quick. It's really baffling. Uh, it's you know, really Jersey. It's a head scratcher. I, I, had a, I had a really fun time talking about the movie, and it's, like, in my head. There's a possibility I watch this again someday. Mm-hmm. It's stupid as it was and like if i would like flip through and it was in the middle of it maybe that club scene's too long for all that happens there that's yes. like the worst thing in the movie because there's like i counted like three commercial breaks during the club scene so you know it's <laughs> way too long i do enjoy that this keeps our tradition of a beefy muscular guy helping save christmas um with the Miz and it continues the wrestler thing cuz uh you know we had uh Terry Hulk Hogan uh, last year and you know we had Chuck Norris before and of course yeah. the beloved and late Dan Haggerty uh, to kick off our show's first holiday episode uh, Christmas oh my gosh like I was so not like infuriated but just baffled by how this movie resolves like it was a it was a whack upside the head mm. Like I I I I'm gonna go like 
slightly converted because it's so short. I like, but I like part of me leans towards just staying with my family like people do on Christmas, but uh, I, I'm going to go slightly converted because it wasn't awful. Like I've seen far worse and I've okay. seen far worse of the holiday Hallmark ABC family movies. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to barely make it for me, but it was really, really fun to talk about. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this. I would watch another movie with these characters. Oh, I, I would possibly, as long as it was really short again. <laughs> and the dad isn't wearing sleeves. It needs to be character continuity, because otherwise, why are we doing this, folks? Mm-hmm. We got to take the the Jersey people to New York next time. Um, oh, but then we can't see their their row of hooks, where instead of keys, they're all handcuffs. Right. Right. Yes. But uh, but it has to be another holiday that takes place, because otherwise, I mean, we're not going to watch this them like in April. They need to be, you know, it has to be around the a holiday. Of, it has to be the 4th of July. Lots of flag I, shots. Definitely. <laughs> Them on their choppers, like going to go get people. <laughs> yes. Yeah, trying to think of like, what they could call it. Um, Independence bounty. I mean, I really don't know <laughs> what you call it. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be to stick with the theme, right? Yes. Uh, Fourth of Minucci. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty a bounty. I don't know. Yeah. Leopard print and liberty. Playing like that. <laughs> liberty and leopard print. Yes. Look, Trash. Me... A Jersey story. <laughs> <laughs> give me liberty or give me leopard print. That's what it is. And instead of being draped in the American flag, they are draped in a pleather, a cheetah print pants. Oh. Okay. There we go. The big ones go in the red boxes, and the little ones go in the green boxes. Got that? Yes, Santa! And don't forget to feed my reindeer. (laughs) Hello, boys and girls. Getting ready for Christmas sure is hard work. But now that I have a moment to spare, I set up my special Christmas phone just for you. So get your parents' permission and call 1-900-900. Nine zero nine four three zero zero to hear all about Santa's wonderful magical Christmas time. <laughs> Kids, call Santa's special phone at one nine zero zero nine zero nine four three zero zero to hear Santa's magical Christmas message and find out how you can get a real letter from Santa Claus and a special present too. Two dollars the first minute, forty five cents each additional. Ask mom or dad. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing the 1986 VHS kids movie, My Pet Monster. Yeah, it should be some fun. Just want to thank you all for listening. And, you know, this is our last episode of the year, Cullen. It'll be 2019 the next time. Uh, And I just want to thank everybody for listening all year round. Whoever jumped on board now, whoever's come, our guests from this year. It's been another, another good one. And we... Can't wait to keep going moving forward. We're gonna we're gonna cross over into 2019, and we will hit episode 100 coming up. We're seven away. 
Yeah, what are we going to do for it? Well, I guess you'll just have to listen because we're still figuring it out. <laughs> hmm Yes. So, uh, yes, and thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Morgan for not only bringing the movie to us, but also coming on to talk about it. Thank you. I had a lovely time. Thanks for letting mm-hmm. me be the last guest of 2018. There you go. And uh, tell us about, uh, one last time, tell us where we can find, uh, our listeners can find stuff from the Swoon List and, and purchase that stuff. Sure. Uh, this one list is on Etsy. So it's etsy.com slash shop slash the swoon list, or you can just search for it. And in, in social media stuff for the swoon list? Yeah. Um, Pinterest is a big place for me. It's under the swoon list or on Instagram, bricker3k. Excellent. Okay. Uh, we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer to My Pet Monster, the trailer that actually trails. These statues possess the power to transform anyone who stands before them into monsters. This is crazy. It's a joke, right? My theories are correct. I am vindicated. The monster lives in that teepee. Max? Late again, Max? Yes, Mrs. Huckley. I don't want to be a monster. What's up? You sick? Starving. I haven't eaten all day. It is hunger. That's what changes Max into a monster. It's gonna happen, Quick! It's gonna happen! You can't get away that easily. (laughs) Hey! There's the monster! Somebody stop the monster! That's, uh, that's my pet monster. It's grotesque, isn't it? It's disgusting. Come on. Not so fast, my dear. Put down that check, you dog nappers. Don't come back. Just watch me. Max Smith is my pet monster. New from High Top Studio. listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker, edited by Brandon Peters, narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Jonathan Switcher loved talking to his work. What? I never thought they'd hire anyone stranger than me. Don't you like any scarf? But he never expected it. Not especially. To talk back. That mannequin looks like Kim Cattle. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick my dick in it. Real good. <laughs> Andrew McCarthy. Kim Cattrall. Look at him with a dumpy. Who are you to criticize? Mannequin. You know well, if you can do, I can do it too. PG. Coming to life this Friday at a special sneak preview. Check newspapers for listings.